0: Hello and welcome to episode twenty-six of the Massive Attack podcast, the first podcast—well, not the first podcast, but the first of our podcast for the year two thousand and fourteen. I'm your host for the evening or day, whatever time you're listening to this, Mitch, and with me, as always, is Joe. Hello, Mitch. How are you? I'm great. It's New Year. It is New Year. New futures, new games, new movies, new everything. Yeah, it's almost like it's a theme. Exactly. The episode. How was your Christmas? Yeah, it was good. Yes,
1: had a little bit of time off, which was always good.
0: Mm-hmm. Got
1: to hang out with the kids, saw the family here, yeah, my own. Oh, of course, just random kids. And yeah, all. just random ah, kids. Yeah. Walk up and go, "Hey, kids, come and spend Christmas with me." Now, I spent time with my own kids. <laughs> Excellent. So it was good. Yes. And yourself? Not
0: yet. No. You no. will next Christmas. It's on the way. I know. Oh, well, I did have. I mean, you would have seen the photo of my booty that I got for Christmas. Uh, a rather ample collection of stuff. The comic book
1: related stuff.
0: Swag. Yeah. So that's it. I think as of this year that's it I'm going to have some distraction that it's going to get a lot more attention than me this Christmas and I'll be very jealous now see it's good having kids for Christmas because you can buy
1: them things that you want to play with I buy them anyway yeah <laughs> it's the joy of building Lego on Christmas morning
0: yeah I could do that anyway well that's true you could (laughs) now I've got to go back
1: to Duplo for a while just for a little while Mm -hmm. they grow into real Lego pretty soon as long as they don't put it in their mouths anyway (laughs) (laughs) I I did
0: see that you've been playing sort of with Lego in an app
1: yes well my six year old loves Lego Mm -hmm. and because of that my my three year old loves Lego too but in a different way I think he doesn't quite build as much it's more he likes to play with them once they're built but we've also been getting into some of the Lego apps that they've got and one that we've just recently downloaded is the Lego Movie Maker. Yeah which basically it's just a, a way to do stop-motion movies. You, you take photos with your, your iPad or your iPhone and then you press a button and it puts all your movies together and you can choose how fast and how many frames per second and stuff you, you've got. And yeah, it's just a way of making stop-motion movies. So so far, my boys and I have done a couple of little just sort of you know Lego movies. And then while the kids were out of the room the other day, I actually did one myself and put a bit more effort into it and made it a lot less jumpy. But it's a, a really good time sync. It's a good app. It was a free app, which is even better. And yeah, your kids can make their own stop motion Lego movies. So, what's that called? For Lego Movie Maker. Okay. And as I said, it's free.
0: Well, I know. Back when Lego was doing badly and they started getting licenses, they did a Spider-Man Lego years ago. Yeah. Like, I know they got the Marvel license now, but back, I think before Batman, they did a Spider-Man Lego. And also with that, I think they were involved with Spielberg. I could be all wrong here. But they did a movie making thing. So it was Lego and it was a camera. Yeah. And you, essentially what you do with your phone. Yeah, but Back exactly. then it was, you did it. And I do remember winning like a innovative toy of the year or something like that yeah i I
1: remember them talking about that on that mega factories lego where they were talking about the the turnaround of what happened with lego
0: yeah and yeah so this toy i remember hearing about and don't know anyone with it and i remember i know the spider-man lego sort of went and gone and you could not get and it became super expensive yeah so this you can basically do it now with your phone for free as opposed to buy this hard to get thing that was very well Mm. sought after
1: they came out with an app a couple of years ago as well called life of george which was kind of this one wasn't a free one you had to actually buy the set and it was a special base plate and bricks and the app would give you a picture of something you had to build and then you had to build it and take a photo with your camera and it gave you points to say how well you built it so but I don't think
0: that Yeah, I don't think that caught on very well Well, it was probably too early in the app stage I think not so. enough people had smartphones yeah I, I think that was in the now it'd be iPhone. augmented reality was it before that or was it I think it that? was
1: I think it was only in the iPhone days rather than the iPad days mm. so when did iPads come out 2010
0: like yeah, yeah memory's better know, than mine
1: yeah but, really if your kids are into Lego and they're into iPads there are a lot of free apps that are Lego related yes so it's good My my boy really enjoys his Lego on the apps. Yes. Anyway, speaking of gaming and apps and stuff, it's been the Christmas holidays and we've had a little bit of time to play some games. But also that we mentioned on the last month's episode that Xbox have been throwing some really good deals at us through the well, countdown to 2014.
0: So. Yes, the good deals is in price where the games are actually good. Well,
1: is a question I don't know. Like when I, we were running doing the running sheet for tonight, I actually went back and looked at my purchases for December leading up to Christmas, and this is probably the most I've bought online for a long time, especially in like a quick succession the way it is. So over the course of the sale, not including the couple of titles that I I bought before we recorded last month, but since then I've bought the Ultimate Dead or Alive five, which I think was about fourteen dollars. I've bought Flashback, which was I was keen on buying back in Summer of Arcade, but that was now half price, so I bought that. I also bought the Teenage Ninja Turtles game that as part of the Summer of Arcade I bought I Am Alive based on your recommendation of playing I Am Alive I also picked up NBA Jam on Fire edition which I've played a little bit of and I really really recommend that if you're ever an nba jam fan back in the day this is pretty much just a slightly rezzed up i was up an arch
0: rivals guy myself oh, i loved arch rivals. i have no idea i'm talking I shit that was, I actually i've never played it. i just remember it was in every comic for about six months it was the, the ads for this game was a cartoony version of a dude with a green mohawk i was gonna say it was the
1: dude with the green mohawk yeah.
0: yeah i have no idea what the game's like but i think it was a precursor of nba jam was in like every other ad I think at the same time. But
1: yeah, if you're ever an NBA Jam fan back in the day, this has everything and then more. I don't think they've updated the rosters. I think they're back in the sort of late 90s rosters. So I, I went back to my San Antonio Spurs and Tim Duncan, so I was quite happy. They've also got a, a Beastie Boys team you can play. Yeah? Yeah, so but they're actually really good. I've been playing those a lot once I unlock them. Mike D's good at dunking. So, so I've been playing That's what that. the D stands for. Yeah, it does. Mike Dunk. Yeah, yeah of course it is. Yeah. and yeah other than that i, I picked up the puzzle game zoom's revenge which is a pop cap game
0: that's the frog that spits colored balls at other balls that are going along a track yeah one?
1: pretty much i think i only paid like two dollars for that i've played a little bit of that and the kids like it because they sit there and go can you play the game with the frogs and the balls so they get something out of that but yeah it's one of those things i i bought you know a ton of games really in that quick succession and on top of that you
0: should not get steam no
1: i definitely shouldn't get steam but then saying that of all the games that i've purchased i've actually played quite a bit of them too like i've actually finished dead or alive i've when i say finished i've done the story mode in dead or alive i've played arcade mode i've unlocked say half a dozen costumes for each of the characters so i've put a bit of an effort into that it's not like the freebie games that i've been downloading and not touching Yep, and speaking of that, they had Sleeping Dogs as the free Which game I for bought. Yeah, me too. I, before. I, I paid a whopping ten dollars for it in a sale last year, and. Now they're giving it away free. or well, they were. And I've just downloaded the Lara Croft Guardian of Light, which was the second free game for this month. But yes, it's been a big gaming Christmas. Yep. On top of that, I also picked up Christmas Presents Diablo 3, which I've now finished. My wife and I did co-op of that and just finished it on the weekend. And I did mention that I'd played a little bit of that at a friend's house a little while ago and thought yeah I've got to get this game and then mentioned it to my wife and she was like yeah I'll get it for now
0: you and this Christmas. is like a well loved game the Diablo franchise Yeah, we're looking forward to this third one coming out and I don't get it from what I've seen of it it looks like the old battle chess game where you got that isometric three 3 quarter view and that's it and you're a wizard and you that's me doing sound effects for casting fireballs or something yeah. that's, that's all it looks like you do do you do anything besides walk around in the isometric view and cast fireballs
1: well, if you're not a wizard, you don't cast fireballs. So I was playing the barbarian class, so I was throwing swinging axes an axe. and swinging an axe and sometimes swinging a sword. But yeah, there, there is quite a pedigree just, for just, Diablo. Just sounds
0: boring. I don't know. To sell it to me. All right. Going
1: back, I'd played Diablo 1 on PC when it came out, so this is a long time ago. And Diablo 1 kind of set the standard for that sort of dungeon-crawling, loot-finding rpg type elements because the whole idea is you start off pretty weak you get better gear and skill points and stuff as you go along and i don't know it's it's hard to sell to someone who doesn't like that sort of game like i've played a lot of gauntlet and my wife and i played a lot of gauntlet together back in the n64 days and this is something that probably rates up there as far as the fun co-opness of Gauntlet. I never played Diablo two, but I did play a little bit of Diablo one back in the day, and then Diablo three came out on PCs a little while ago and now they've released it on console and this is really the first time a Diablo's been on console. And it just translates well to be a good couch co-op game. Like we've played Realms of Ancient War, which is very similar to this sort of isometric dungeon crawler type things, and that was good but it didn't hook us quite as much as Diablo did. We've played Dungeon Siege three we played for a little while again, similar sort of style to this, but didn't hook us as much. I don't know. There's just something about it.
0: Is it the loot? Now, I know people have said that Borderlands, when that came out, is like it's like a first-person shooter Diablo. Now, to me, I don't know how you can put the comparison, but I guess it's the loot gathering and the leveling up. But it, the thing with Borderlands, yeah. I mean, the storyline is great. So you're playing a storyline, it's, it's open world. Yes, the loot is a major component because there's plenty of first-person shooters out there. Yeah. It, it's the loot and the guns and the... Going along and trying to find better loot and more and more.
1: It, it is like that. It, it really is about the loot. Because you start off... You're a low-level character that's only got one type of attack. And then as you progress, you get better loot, which makes your attacks more powerful. And... As you progress through your levels as well, you open up more attacks. So you start off just with like your A button being able to swing an axe and then you progress further to being able to do, like your EX button will do a different type of attack. And you, and you have, as the Barbarian, you have a Fury bar and every time you hit something, you get a little bit of Fury. And then when you've got enough Fury, you can then unleash a furious attack sort of thing. So yeah, it is in that sort of way RPG based because then you get to decide, do you want to put extra skills into like this attack or that attack or what have you? And then on top of that is there's the loot side of things. And very much like Borderlands and the MMO sort of style of things, the loot is colored by its rarity. You start off with like gray or white loot that's just pretty shitty. And then you start to get blue loot that starts to have a bit of an attribute to it. So, you know, you use this sword and it'll give you an extra attack speed or what have you. And then you get your, your rare loot and your legendary loot, kind of like in Borderlands with your weapons, that will then do other things for you as well. And, yeah, it's all about killing bigger monsters, getting better loot drops from those monsters, selling that loot to buy different loot. It, it's very much like how Borderlands works.
0: Without being good. Like, yeah. I say good, a first-person shooter.
1: The The story itself is a bit naff. Like basically, you start off and there's a mystery happening and you find out it's actually an angel that's fallen to Earth. And then that angel's been sent back to Earth to warn you that Diablo is coming and you have to go and fight Diablo. And the big boss at the end is... a Spanish dude. Yeah, yeah exactly just this giant devil that wants to take over heaven
0: that old story yeah
1: but as i said the story is a bit yeah yeah but along the way there's different enemy types there's different you know you you get side bits where you go down into a dungeon and just look for loot and kill some stuff and
0: i don't know it's hard to sell i mean if i i'm sure if i played i i would understand but yeah i've seen it played like short for a short burst and you're going that just okay Where I suppose if you just... Well, we we did. We played Borderlands for five minutes when we first played and we didn't like it. Exactly. Yeah, nothing happens. It it just doesn't seem to be for me. But it's only because I've never played it.
1: Next time you're in my place, I'll show you. I don't know if you'll like it. I I, I don't propose that you will like it. I think you'll probably look at it and go, yeah, it looks good, but it's not for me. But we'll see. But as I said, I, I played it for a couple of hours at a friend's house and really loved it. I went home and raved about it to my wife and then she was like, yeah, that sounds sort of like something I'd play. And then we played... Actually, we started on New Year's Eve because that's the sort of people we are. We stayed home and played like four
0: hours of Diablo.
1: And then afterwards, she was hooked. Like, I thought maybe she'd play a little bit and then get bored. But no, she actually went through the whole thing and we've co opted the whole story.
0: Well, speaking of playing with your wife. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know you'd met my wife. Like <laughs> I, I, I have been playing with my wife too. Really? Mm, that's why she's pregnant. No. Um, we have finished. We've had for like two years on the go, Disney Universe. So, we bought Disney Affinity for Christmas for ourselves. Yep. So, we thought we'd better finish one before we start the other. So, we finished Disney Universe the other day, which is a bit crap. Like, it's uh-huh. a good kid film. Like good kids game. That's fine. But, so, haven't played Disney Affinity yet. I've watched my nephews play it. And it's quite funny, actually, because I'm, I'm going to try and watch my language this time. But, well done, Disney. <laughs> because <laughs> um, the starter kit, you get the game and three figures. You get Captain Jack, Sully from Monsters, Inc. and Mr. Incredible. And you can play those characters like Skylanders. You put it on the little home base thing and you play as that character. And there's a home world where you can run around and sort of like Minecraft almost. You can make, you can put worlds down and land and trees and road tracks and all this sort of stuff. Okay. So you can build a world. And then from the hub, there's an area where you can go into different games. So you can make that game and you put Captain Jack down and you can, he can go into the Pirates of the Caribbean game, which is fine. But you can't take Sully with you. You oh, can okay. only put a Pirates of the Caribbean character in there. So if you want to play two-player, you've got to go out and buy another figure. Yeah, buy Barbosa. Yeah, basically to play two-player in that world. So it's a bit, ah, I see what you did there. Clever. Yeah. Yeah, but so the nephews were just running around. like We watched them play it for the first time and they just had they're big Minecraft fans. So they'll just go nuts in Minecraft. You watch them play against each other. I don't understand. They're just like building worlds and destroying each other's worlds and having fun and laughing and then getting panicking about creepers or something. I don't know.
1: I've never played Minecraft. It's something that I was always kind of tempted by. I
0: I think it must be good. Like so many people are into it and you can sort of see, I was just watching my, you know, the nephews play and I was so excited about essentially Lego on the screen. Exactly. Lego that interacts back. So it's kind of cool in that way. So they were doing that, just experiment essentially with this Disney affinity. So running around the world and found out you get this magic wand, which got rid of stuff. So there's a tree in front of you, boof, it goes. And then it's oh, and then you point in direction of the castle, the castle goes, and the ground.
1: Okay. So you've got one
0: guy driving around in his car, and the other one's waiting for him, waiting for his brother to come past as soon as he gets on there. Poof, down goes to the ground, and he goes falling to his death and comes back. You know, there's no death because he just come back. But it was just like they're just screwing with each other, okay. and for 25 minutes they just fucked with each other because that's <laughs> what they could do. It's like this isn't the point of the game, but hey, they're having fun. Well, it's not like they could go into one of the worlds with each other because they only had one figure from each world. That that's bit shit, isn't that? Well, you can play one player, I guess. Yeah, Mm. But I I think
1: the whole idea is that it's going to be a co-op game that you're going to play with your brothers and sisters or your friends. I think so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So we've got it now, so we we haven't tried it, but we've got a Captain Jack. So I don't know if you can play with two Captain Jacks or are they being that restrictive as well? But maybe you can. It's just this was our first look at the game. We don't know, but it looked very fun. Like, it's very similar to the Toy Story 3 game, which my wife and I played. Yeah, you quite enjoyed. enjoyed that, didn't you? Well, it was Grand Theft Toys, you know, but but, because my wife's not a massive gamer, so for her, she could do it, you know, it was a game that she could enjoy, because she gets flustered if too much is happening on screen, or it gets too hard, or a big boss battle or something, so this is the sort of stuff she likes, that she can get into, so if it means we can play together, that's great, that is good, Mm, you know, I don't think she'll be playing full of Cybertron with me or anything like that, but this will do i have been playing a little bit of games over the break on the ipad or iPo and the iphone i've been playing puzzle quest marvel you're still playing that yeah well i got friends my friend in america is playing it so every now and then i said sort of like i get a request on facebook for help or something oh, okay. which is just you know a way to get lives yeah so I like, oh yeah so whenever i'm my candy crush is like i can't play at the moment <laughs> i'll go over to puzzle quest but it's weird they keep doing updates though like I got another update today so I can't play it until I do a 100 mega update yeah see so that was so a problem
1: we had when, when I first tried it my right. wife tried to update it on her iPad mini and we mentioned this on the episode when we first talked about it that she'd try and do the update and then it takes so long that her screensaver would kick in and every time a screensaver kicked in it cancelled the update sort of thing
0: yeah so I don't know what they do to right. make it so big but yeah so it's always constantly big updates but like you said before i am alive i bought and still playing that it's 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 a game where it's unforgiving if you fuck up you got to go back to a long way and go through things again and you can't speed run through this thing there's certain things you gotta you gotta go through a certain formula and i had to go to some faqs towards the end okay it's like how am i meant to do this again because you don't know where you're going there's dust storms you can't see and if you're in the dust too long you die so you got to climb up like poles or ladders to get some fresh air and then go down again move to the next bit so yeah, it's, it's very a, unforgiving it's, it's really enjoyable and but it's, it's a really it's, good
1: concept isn't
0: it yeah because it's not a zombie game it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a not a survival earthquake. horror it's it's, a, it's, it's, it's different, just it's survival. a survival game yeah And I mean, you get one bullet and you come across four guys who want to hurt you and you go, all right, how do you do it? So you've got to intimidate people with your gun. Sometimes you can pull out your gun with no bullets and, you know, if you intimidate them enough, they'll just get on their knees and give up. So it's of that ilk. Like I've not played the, is it Silent Hill and those sort of survival games where you're limiting with bullets and those sort of things. Mm -hmm. It's very hard, like as opposed to your, you know, left for deads or something where it's just, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. plenty of weapons around and it's just, it's just masses of zombies so so it's really enjoyable as far as i guess still going but it's slow going for me like i'll play it for a week and then i'll go back to something else for a while
1: yeah well as i said i downloaded that too because it was only two or three dollars and i saw you playing a little bit of it and thought yeah that looks good and i kind of remember the reviews of it when it came out being really positive
0: so yeah it's something to look at and i've been playing a lot of puzzle quest Uh,
1: yeah i noticed nearly every time you're online on the xbox it's like oh what's mitch playing Oh, puzzle quest again
2: and i just
0: and I, I, the bad thing is, I know it's going to take me the, the 60 hours worth of gameplay. And I'm sure I'm doing it badly, so it's going to take me twice as much as that. Yeah. And uh, it's not I'm wasting my time, but it's like, there are other games I can get through. Why am I doing this? Because yeah. it is just enjoyable brainless. You know, turn your brain off almost and play. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I know I really got
1: sucked into Puzzle Quest 2 on the iPad, sort of about this time last year. And I, I did buy Puzzle Quest 1 and 2 on the on the Xbox and then realised that, having it on the iPad was better because you could play it in the car where you're driving somewhere or not where you're driving, where you're passengering somewhere or yeah. you can just, you know, have it with you. And the joy of Puzzle Quest is it's not like your Candy Crushes and that sort of stuff where you only have a certain number of lives. If you want to sit there and play like four hours straight of Puzzle Quest, you can.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You but Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because I, when I jumped into that after playing so much Candy Crush, yeah, it was sort of like oh, and you forget you're playing against a yeah, character, exactly. so they're actually going to fuck you up, and you're going to fuck them up, and it's just a different mindset. So yeah, you have to get out of it.
1: You have to get out of the habit of trying to set up moves that will be there for next time sort of thing. Yes, you know, you've got a block to block as them.
0: well as set up. Yeah. So I, I'm still enjoying that. I did get Gears of War off friend of the podcast Joel. Yes. Gears of War Judgment. So we started that last week. And not to our surprise, we should have known, but we actually really got into it more than we did got into Gears of War Three.
1: It's strange because when it came out, the reviews were less than positive. I think I think that Gears of War Three tainted everybody
0: for some reason. I
1: don't know why because Gears of War Three isn't a bad game. It's just I don't know. Maybe the story was a bit I think anticlimactic.
0: The story f- people over and they just weren't I don't know what people wanted but it was like was that it kind of thing everyone was a bit let down so which is anticlimactic so yes that was a redundant sentence I'd made yeah so this is a prequel and yeah we dug it we really got into it it was great going back to that gameplay like just like you said when we were
1: talking about how they had the original Gears of War for games for gold it just works like and when we were playing it the other day it was like you you get your head back into the idea that you have like the active reloads that if you get it right on the right spot you get that extra little bonus and it just just feels right and i like the way that they've set it up now that it's more little levels to make up a chapter rather than checkpoints because you kind of know how well you're doing as you're going along which is kind of fun i love the fact that you can just couch co-op yes yeah there's not enough not many games games. you can do now yeah the weaponry feels right there was a couple of new guns that they've put in since gears of war three like there was a, a like a sniper rifle that didn't have a scope on which was kind of weird um yeah and you got
0: horde mode in the middle of the game now yeah that was the, sort of come across levels where it's like okay you got to barricade yourself here and then you're going to get horde mode for a few before we continue on the mission so yeah it's just sort of the greatest hits of gears of war really
1: yeah and it really it's despite the fact that you're so ingrained with marcus phoenix and and dom in the other gears of war games you don't really miss them playing as baird and cole in gears judgment
0: no because it was all about the gameplay
1: exactly it's, it's all about it. the gameplay not about who you are sort of thing
0: but the i mean the only one problem is we're dumb because <laughs> we couldn't yeah. get, we couldn't get port mode to work on yeah <laughs> we, we had to
1: set it up as local or something because we were trying to play a bit of well we played a a few of the chapters of the story and then we thought oh we'll give a, a bit of a, a look at the like horde or versus versus type stuff and every time we tried to start a game it was like no you can't do this in split screen it's like surely there is something we're doing wrong and then and yeah, there was yeah, yeah, we yeah, were we yes we just yes. Did it, so it wasn't
0: intuitive
1: but it's probably because we're done yeah maybe we are not intuitive maybe but it was fun and I'd be keen to get back into it and yeah, I'm give looking it forward again
0: after the podcast yes. cracking it out once and you finish recording. having a go game two yeah so that that's really about it I'm continued on with Fast and Furious which I think I mentioned last time you it's did it's yes. a little broken like some levels are just like what and then okay so I just keep there's one at the moment I've got to drift and get to a certain level by a certain time and there's no way there's oh, okay. just no way I'm going to make it so I was like eh, maybe I'm done with this game but I keep playing it I'll give a go but yeah that's that's about it for game for hmm. me
1: okay Well, that was quite a big chunk. And as I said, having the fact that having a bit of a holiday over Christmas meant a little bit of extra gaming time and playing a couple of PG-type games, it was good to be able to play them in front of the kids. Although I did play a little bit of Dead or Alive with the kids watching. I just made sure I was in the more respectable female costume. less
0: bouncy boob. Did you turn the boobs bounce off? Yeah, I did. I put them back to to normal.
1: (laughs) I figured since my uh, my six-year-old does jiu-jitsu, he should know a little bit about martial arts fighting games. So Um, many...
0: Puts on a bikini, you know, he's really taking notice. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
1: afterwards, him and his brother are running around the house going, I'm Kasumi, and trying to punch each other and stuff. And my wife is like, No, there'll be no punching. (laughs) so yes maybe I'll get into trouble for that I don't know but other than gaming we've caught up on a little bit of TV yeah our favourite Charlie Brooker's back with his yearly wipe we watch just after Christmas and now he's back with his weekly wipes as well which has kind of made up for the fact that he gave us a a shit ending to the gaming show mm-hmm But we've talked about this off air and it's strange because he could do this as a a constant program, but he does the the yearly wipe where he does 12 months worth of news and
0: he breaks event. down the year of the news. Yeah, into and an then, hour-long program. And then in January, for the last... This is the second year he's done it. He does six episodes of the Weekly Wipe. So it's a weekly program with the breakdown of the weekly events. And we thought, well, he could do a monthly wipe, like one a month. But then I suppose the year-end show is redundant if you do one a month. Because that's essentially what he does. Yeah. So I just don't know why he does one week in January. Or one month. Or six weeks yeah. in January, February. And that's it. But I mean, it's very funny.
1: The only thing I could think of was maybe it's kind of like the off-season for TV or something in England, and that's he just chucks it on to fill a gap. But maybe. I don't know. hes I mean,
0: he's definitely busy. Like, he does Black Mirror, he did A Touch of Cloth. He's doing a lot of things, I'm assuming, writing and... Presenting and everything, yeah, because he does their version of the panel. What's well, he does 10 o'clock live, but that's again that's that only runs for a short period as well. It's not everything in England
1: only runs for very short seasons, doesn't
0: it? Oh, I guess maybe it's just what he wants to do, yeah, it's a way to get Philomena Kunk and Barry Shippeys out to us, exactly.
1: They, They could just have their own show, really. No, I'm glad they don't.
0: No, it just write them out but the only thing this weekly wipe is funny but he's added two more characters or performers to do little bits of VT and yeah yeah they're gonna really be sold on them yet I mean I'm yeah. not totally taken That's they're not
1: quite hitting the mark yet are
0: they no so Which I'll just give it time by the end of it I'll love it I'm sure so I've been watching watching that i've been watching a fair bit of tv yeah i
1: was gonna say you have looking at the uh, the run sheet you've put quite a
0: lot of tv down i've been watching elementary because i do like my johnny lee miller and my lucy lou and i just love sherlock don't get me wrong i'll watch anything sherlock pretty much and elementary is great it's not great stories but it's a great sherlock and watson i'll take that and speaking of that i've we just finished the last season or the most (laughs) recent season of sherlock which is so frustrating it's so good but three episodes we're done that's it. Twelve months before we get the next one. It's like, but they're three ninety minute episodes. I know, but you sort of get in a rhythm going, Oh yeah, I'm watching one, then you watch another, then watch another, and it's like, Oh, you got a year till the next one. It's like, Oh god damn it Well, they're
1: ninety minutes, so they could be A movie. In theory, a movie. And yes. it's like you're watching three movies in quick succession. It is. Yeah, it's, just, it's I don't a know. tease. I'm, I'm not a huge Sherlock fan, and my wife's watched Sherlock, and she's trying to convince me to go back and rewatch it with her, so we can watch the new season together. But I don't, I'd I don't recommend
0: know. it. Yeah. Why do you hate fun? Why don't you like
1: Sherlock Holmes? I don't know. I like, I like the Robert Downey Jr. movies. Yeah. But I, I don't know if I like the idea of Sherlock set in a modern world. Why do you like? Why do you hate change? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've not seen what's his name, Benedict Cumberbatch, in, in much to say whether I like him or not. I know I like Martin Freeman. You'd like it. Trust yeah. me. I, I, I should okay. give it a go. Maybe give that go. will be my challenge and it's I'll cool. come back next episode and tell you whether I've yeah. watched it or
0: not. Well, the thing with this, because it was three episodes this season and it's been nearly two years since the last one. It's been over a year because yep. Martin Freeman was off making The Hobbit and all this sort of thing. And obviously Moffat's been concentrating on Doctor Who's 50th anniversary. So it took a bit longer for it to come around. But first episode back, it was a bit, oh, after a year and a half, that's it. Oh, okay. But the second and third episodes were just caucus. Absolutely. I mean, it was still good, but the thing is the hype and the weight put so much more pressure on it. Yep. But the second and third episodes are fantastic. Each episode's wait. based
1: on a traditional home story. Uh,
0: first it? season, definitely. Second season, yes.
1: Um, wasn't there a Hound of the Baskervilles one in no, this second season? second season, no. Oh, second season. Okay. This
0: season, not that I know of. No, I, I'm okay with my home's knowledge, but I don't remember too much. Okay like you've got a bit different very different takes if any that I can't remember because I listen to a bunch of the radio plays on the stories and none of these ones seem to remind me of anything doesn't mean they're not doesn't mean I know I just I don't know yep oh okay but very good very good that's good so I've been watching that I did get into wrestling again there was an old school Raw so they Sort of had the old logos and bought a bunch of old wrestlers back so I thought I'd give that a go and it was nice to go back but it didn't make me want to keep watching
1: it's funny because I watched that as well and I found that I fast forwarded through all of the new matches and only watched the backstage skits with the old people and stuff I thought the main event was kind of cool and the fact that the people that came back that no spoilers came back were good you can spoil oh, of course I can spoil it I-, I popped big time for Jake the Snake yeah even though I knew it was coming because I-, I didn't watch it live I saw it a couple of days later and people had already said it but
0: yeah, it was CM Punk kept reminding him it's PG, remember? It's PG. <laughs> don't yeah, exactly. be fella with a snake. Yeah, so um, that was fine. Mythbusters has returned. And I I used to watch Mythbusters all the time, but I sort of gave up. But it was a Star Wars special, so I um, had to watch that
1: one. Yeah, I, I'm keen to see it. But like like you said, I used to be a big Mythbusters fan and I'd be one of those things that I'd go out of my way to make sure I watched it every week when it was on. And then they kind of just... It's know, they, same year. Yeah, they ran out of myths and they started doing just strange useless stuff well, they
0: did a moonshine special the next week oh okay so it was all like can you get cars to run on moonshine so they got like trans ams from different eras to see which ones would run on it and see, they tried to cool. blow up a they blew up a still with moonshine and yeah so mm-hmm. they and it was a tie-in for the moonshine show oh okay which is what what channel are they on discovery yeah so moonshiners I think is a discovery channel show about moonshiners Natural. so it's all tie-ins now
1: you know what I think it was the tie-in that actually put me off I think the Green Arrow no the Green Hornet Green Hornet tie-in was the last episode I watched I thought Fuck Mythbusters, I'm not going to watch this anymore.
0: Yeah, considering they don't have any product placement in there except for a fucking movie. Yeah. Based around, so... Yeah, Yeah. it's just a bit samey. Like, it's nothing really new anymore.
1: But was the Star Wars special any good?
0: That was Star Wars, man. It was cool. Was it as good as the Star Wars Christmas special? Nothing's as good as that. No. What else have I been watching? A new show that just started, I watched the first episode called Enlisted, which is just a half-hour comedy. But it's essentially a modern McHale's Navy I reckon it's going to be something like that where it's about three brothers in the army one their father went off to like Iraq or something and died and these kids have all joined the, the army so it's 20 years later and One's like this super soldier who's totally cool, and it starts off with him punching a superior officer, so he gets sort of like demoted and relegated to this B division in Florida, which is full of all the rejects, and that's where his two other brothers are.
1: So it's more of an F troop than a McHale's Navy.
0: Well, well, he gets put in charge of this the the shit of the shit in the army. Oh, okay. So it, you know, and they have these war games at the fur, and he they sort of work together to become a working team. So it, it's got that McHale's Navy wacky ship in the fleet sort of okay. sergeant bilko yeah you know it's it's all that sort of show with a bit more sentiment yeah go you army guys kind okay of thing you know. any names in it oh yes the reason to watch it the superior officer or whatever you call it. keith oh. david oh, okay <laughs> and he's fantastic because he said something and he pulled out his leg and he goes i lost a leg in a landmine and this and that and he pulled up his leg and showed it there it's like you know, you got a white leg, don't you? And he goes, they don't make my size in black. <laughs> and then he said something, he goes, you can't just keep doing that. And he goes, I lost my leg, I can do whatever I want. So just watch it for Keith David, if <laughs> oh, okay. anything. He's, he's great. I'm intrigued. Like, I thought it was fun enough, but yeah, it's, it's, it's got potential for funny, but it's also it could be overly sentimental just because of the subject matter of the army. It's not going to make the army bad. Like, yeah. I think it's made for middle America. Oh, okay. So there's no way they're going to be political. So it's going to be safe in that way and a bit raise the flaggy in a lot of ways. But it was funny enough and I'll, I'm intrigued to go back. Okay. Yes, and Sykes Back, which I was wrapped, they had a musical episode at Christmas, which was a bit, it was okay. But the first episode back was, I was a bit waney towards the last season. But the first episode back this year, I was like, oh, no, I'm really loving this again. So, that's good. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s plodding along, but I'm sticking with it narrow. I'm really enjoying So, that's about it for TV.
1: All right. And what about
0: movies? Have you had any trips to the cinema? A couple. Not as much as normal, but I guess I'm preparing for not going to the movies as much when the new arrival comes. But, yes, I have seen The Hobbit 1 and 2, because I thought I'd better see The Hobbit 1, because my friends invited me to see The Hobbit 2. So... I saw them in close succession, which is probably the way to go. But if you really want to go, probably wait and see all three close together. Because The Hobbit 2 ends with giving you blue balls. It's sort of okay. like it leads up to this point going, oh, this is about to... Oh, fade to black. That's sure. Come back in a year for the next one. So it's worse than Sherlock waiting. It's sort of weird. A lot of people are whinging that this tiny little book's been turned into these three huge movies. Yep. But I'm not looking at it as that. I've never read any of the books, so I don't know. I don't care. It feels as drawn out as the Lord of the Rings films did.
1: Yeah, but the Lord of the Rings are quite drawn out books. Mm.
0: So it feels in line with the movies. So it feels like an extension of the Lord of the Rings film franchise. Yeah. And they all feel in the same family. Like it doesn't feel out of sorts. So if you put them all together, they would feel right. As opposed to if he went off and made a literal adaptation of the book, would it feel like a kid's movie tied okay. into those movies. I don't know but to me it doesn't feel jarring yes it is long and drawn out but yeah it's cool okay. and you get you get Sherlock and Watson in it so it was fun yeah so that was kind of cool speaking of Martin Freeman he
1: was in one of the movies that I watched and that was The World's End Ah, the yes. Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright part three of the Cornetto, cornetto trilogy. Thing. Yes. Although I watched it and I didn't pick the cornetto reference, so maybe I need to go
0: back and watch he it. He eats the cornetto and everyone in every one of the films. Yeah, but I,
1: I didn't see a point where he did eat it, or there was no talk of it. But you eat it. I didn't know much about this movie, and I think. The less you know about it going into it, the better. I knew the premise, but I didn't know the twist. So the premise is that... I I can tell you what the premise
0: is, because... I know the premise. It was the pub crawl.
1: The pub crawl, exactly.
0: That ends at the world's end, which is a bar. Yeah,
1: it's like 12 pubs in a mile called the Golden Mile, and they tried to do it when they were in their teenage years, and they didn't get very far. And Simon Pegg realises that the only thing in his life that's worth living for is doing the Golden Mile. So he goes back 20 years later and gets his school friends together and they try and do this pub crawl again. Mm -hmm. Only things go a bit south. I won't go any further than that.
0: That's a good...
1: I really liked it. I love Shaun of the Dead. Yes. And I was a bit sort of lukewarm on Hot Fuzz, but I really love World's End. Dead inside. Hot Fuzz is great. They're all good. They they are are all good, but (laughs) I didn't like Hot Fuzz as much as I like Shaun of the Dead. But I would say World's End is up there with, with Shaun of the Dead. The soundtrack was awesome. It's yep. all sort of 90s pop because they're reliving their 1996 pub crawl or whatever it was. Yep. It made me just want to listen to 90s music and go out drinking.
0: Fair enough. So, yeah. Well, I saw a film and I forget how I got stumbled on it. I saw something and there was a girl and it. it was IMDb and it was like, they're in this film. So I went and found it and it's called Doghouse, which is very British zombie comedy. Okay. And it's like, oh, it's after Shaun of the Dead, but it's it's a few years old now. But it's got the only name I... It's got a few people I recognise, but don't really know. It's like 2009, so it's a few years old. Yeah. And essentially, it's these guys. One guy gets dumped by his missus. So all his schoolmates, they get together and they go, oh, we're going to go up to Joe Bloggs' auntie's place for the weekend, just get drunk. Okay, so just
1: looking at the IMDb here, Danny Dyer. Yeah. Who's from a lot of English movies. Okay. He was in Human Traffic. He was also in the English version of Longest Yard. What's that called? Mean Machine. Yep. He's one of the characters in that. And he's just started on EastEnders, which is a, a British soap.
0: Oh, is that what <laughs> was is Charlie Brooker was on? it Brooker was on about it him? the other week. Okay. So, yeah, 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 no idea. Anyway, so. Yes. So essentially they go to this town and when they turn up, it's basically all the men are missing and all the women have become essentially zombies, man-hating zombies. Okay. And so they're on their way trying to survive. So it's it's very... It feels like Shaun of the Dead in that way. There's the very British comedy interaction between each other, insulting each other, and this and that. And the scenarios are quite bizarre and strange. And I was impressed, like, not knowing anything about it. It was cool to see.
1: Okay, and what made you see that?
0: I think I saw a girl in a movie, and I thought, she's cute, what else has she been in? And it was Emily Booth. And I recognised it from another movie... Alien Invaders or something like that, which has the wonderful combine harvester mowing through alien <laughs> scene with the techno version of I've got a brand new combine harvester. Okay. That's where I got that from. Evil Aliens is that movie. So, Oh, right. so, oh Cradle of Fear is the other movie that got me onto that. It was just... so I love... Do you ever play the IMDb game? I do. You watch something and then you watch something else and you find it. Yeah. So I, I yeah. found... Like, Cradle of Fear was a bit strange. But, yeah, Doghouse was actually enjoyable. If you like that British horror comedy... Cat sort of thing. So yeah, that was a nice little guilty pleasure. But something else I saw, caught up with friends the other week, and I saw Hell Drivers, which was an old man in fifties British truck driving movie about lorry drivers who. Have to do so many runs a day and very young, Sean Conner in it, very young. But it's just cool. It's just, the character's strong and something about it was kind of cool. And then I was talking to another friend about it and they go, Have you seen Wages of Fear? I was like, I've never heard Wages of Fear. <laughs> and it's a 1953 French movie about truck driving in South America with these guys trying to drive nitroglycerin to a derrick explosion to try and put out a fire okay and it's just it's amazing like i showed you a little <laughs> bit before yeah. and it was the criterion edition and it was cleaned up beautifully yeah it was really
1: weird to watch because it's crystal clear it's like mm. you're watching a new movie not a, a remastered old movie
2: oh,
0: yes. but it was just tension like i started watching the movie at 11 30 it was a big mistake two and a half hour <laughs> movie and it's just tense you got know, these two competing trucks driving nitroglycerin across corrugated roads and you know just terrible situations which at any moment the cargo could explode. Yeah. So it's just it's awesome. Okay. But I've been told that there's a American remake from seventy seven with Roy Schneider called Sorcerer. I have no idea why it's called Sorcerer. I don't think it's got I don't there's no magic in it. Yeah, so I'll be checking that out. Check that so, out as well. So yeah, that's my movies. Alright. Well okay, I have you.
1: one other movie. Yes. And that was the documentary Blackfish which racist. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's all about the segregation of fish <laughs> in the ocean and how the black fish have to live separately. Now, it, it was a... Oh, it's hard to say what you'd call it. It's a documentary about SeaWorld and their poor treatment of killer whales and the fact that there's one particular killer whale that over his career of being a performing whale has actually
0: killed three humans. Well, what's a killer, what sort of fish is it again? A killer whale. A killer whale. Yes. I mean... You don't get that name, ironically. It's not like you're calling a redhead blue. I mean, it's a killer whale for a reason. What's it going to do? It's a still a wild kill. Yeah.
1: It's, yes. The thing is, though, the, the killer whale, even though it's killed these three people, it's not a villain. The villain of this movie is SeaWorld for the way they are treating the killer whale to make it go and kill. And it's very much the spin of it is SeaWorld is the evil empire. This whale's not doing anything wrong he's only a bad guy because they've treated him badly and all through the movie they talk to a lot of ex-SeaWorld employees that talk about how you know people have been killed at SeaWorld and they've never found out about it until they left SeaWorld and someone said oh you know people got killed there and that sort of stuff it's it's kind of there there is so much spin against SeaWorld you can kind of see why at the end where they're like SeaWorld you know declined to comment for the filming of this movie and it's like well no wonder you've kind of Beaten them into a pulp, saying how bad they are. So,
0: wasn't there an agenda to this?
1: Yeah, basically, one of the trainers at SeaWorld got killed by a whale, and they in kill Yeah, and in the train uh, in the trial following it, SeaWorld basically said it was her own fault because she had her hair in a ponytail, and the the whale bit her ponytail and dragged her under the water and stuff. But they basically turn it around and sort of show the footage and talk about it and sort of say, look. She didn't do anything wrong. They all wear ponytails. It's That's just bullshit sort of thing. And they kind of go about basically saying that it's the mistreatment of the whales that caused him to do what he did sort of thing. It, it was kind of interesting. It made me want to go and watch that 1970s movie, Orca, orca. <laughs> which I can remember watching when I was a kid and really loving. So I might have to try and see if I can dig that up somewhere. But I, I don't know. I, as I said, I'd, I'd heard a lot of people talk about how good this was. And I do go through these sort of documentary stages where... I feel like watching documentaries and this kind of put me off documentaries for a little while because it
0: just felt very forced. Well, if I want to talk about documentaries, listen, there's a podcast called Shooting in the Pooh. Really? Who's and on it, that? Uh, <laughs> there's two guys, Dave and Mondi. There's some <laughs> other dude. I don't know who that is, but yeah, they, they've talked about docos a bit. So yes, I think it's
1: Your latest episode, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Anyway. <laughs> it's about fake documentaries. Yes. Or are they? Oh, yes. Mm. Wow, well, you should go
1: and look at them. They're on Podbean as well, aren't they? They are. All right. Well, other than movies- and gaming. We've had a little bit of time to catch up on some other stuff over the Christmas break.
0: Yeah. And you've actually read some comics. I have. I, instead of just buying them for my iPad or putting trade papers in a pile of Unread, I actually read some. So just I'm up to date on two, good as ever. Paul Pope's brought out a comic called Battling Boy, which I can recommend. With our expectations for the year, what we we're going to look forward to. Normally it'd be every year it would be, I'm looking forward to the next Parker book by Darwin Cook don't have to already read it but now i've got to wait another year for the next one but yeah parker slayground came out and just as good as everything before it's just can't recommend this book enough it just looks and feels so damn cool yeah the fifth beetle which you've heard about
1: i really wanted to read the fifth beetle so i'm glad you liked it mm. like i wasn't sure how much of a Beatles fan you were and when you mentioned that you'd picked this up and you pretty much read it in one hit mm. It made me sort of think, yeah, maybe I do need to. Yeah, give
0: this, this is it's a biographical comic about Brian Epstein, basically.
1: Yeah, and
0: yeah, I n- I didn't know anything about this guy. Like I know a lot of people do. But I just didn't. So for me, it was all news, and it was like, oh, that's fascinating. So yeah, it was a really really enjoyable read. So I can recommend that. And they're turning it into a movie, aren't they? Oh, the writers shopping it around. He's got oh, okay. someone I think's optioned it. So he yeah. Okay. I don't, I'm happy with the comic I don't need a movie now that's- Injustice and Bandit are two digital comics that have started again which I'm excited about Young Avengers just fin- I just finished it it was uh, 15, 16 issues long written- is that the Keira Gillian? yes yeah and fantastic it was just a really good read naturally it's so good that that's why it finished up because yeah. it's not your typical superhero comic and that but just such a fun read just really really rewarding Okay. so I'm happy it existed but I'm, I'm I'm more happy than that I'd rather that be a little finite story and be done than it sort of just be a bit plain and go on forever so yep. well, that's, that's a nice little finish so if you like Phonogram I think you'd dig it
1: yeah I love Phonogram so I yeah. should get around to reading Young Avengers yep
0: alright so that's a bit it for comics there are more but I don't need to say everything
1: cool Clap
2: along, you a feel like a room.
0: Alright, now, onto the topic of the day. We are running a bit long, so we'll, we'll do a speed round. So, basically, we're going to look forward to what we're looking forward to for the year of 2014.
1: Yes, this will be the third year we've done this now. Yes, and,
0: and uh, we'll hopefully go back to it at the end of the year going, really, we were what, excited about that? And how did we not get excited about this thing? So, yes. uh, yeah, so so let's start with TV. This year, We're obviously, Breaking Bad has ended. And we are getting Better Call Saul, a spin-off from Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah, with Bob Odenkirk. Mm. is his Saul Goodman character. They've teased the idea that they were going to do this spin-off and it's been now been
0: Greenleaf. officially greenlit. For a pilot at least, I guess. And I think they're saying
1: November, so we do have a little while to wait for it. Mm. But that will be quite interesting because I found him to be one of the best characters in breaking back. Well, it's such a
0: heavy show, was he always bought a lighter side to it to make alleviate some pressure, but he was very good. So we've got that to look forward to. Personally for me there's the Flash T V series, which is a spin off of Arrow. And there's the Gotham series which is the Captain Gordon so pre-Commissioner Gordon pre-Batman days so it's going to have a Captain Gordon and the Gotham City Police Department with a young Bruce Wayne grieving of the recent loss of his parents so
1: that might be interesting
0: if done well it could be really good but yeah I mean there was a Gotham Central comic years ago which was fantastic because it was police procedural just have to be set in gotham okay. so you're coming across batman villains batman's not really in it but you just got the cops that work around the gotham city police department so it's pretty funky so if they can sort of grab onto that sort of stuff then it could be really good what do we got we got helix starting up which is ronald moore who did Battlestar galactica reboot recently yep. It's his science fiction shows just started i haven't started yet true detectives a hbo crime series about two cops well Detectives, Matthew McGonaghy and Woody Harrelson. So, interesting. Yeah, so great cast and apparently really good. So two episodes are out. and I just haven't caught up with it yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to catching up with that. The Strain could be interesting. It's Benicio Del Toro's... I'm um, not really zombie. It's sort of like a virus sort of post-apocalyptic sort of show. Okay. And Spores of Babylon, which is a... It's a spoof of that 1980s bombastic miniseries like Falcon Crest and Dallas and all those sort of things by Will Ferrell. So it okay. could be anything. It could be terrible. It'd be interesting anyway.
1: Yeah. And other than the new shows coming up, we've obviously got season four of Game of Thrones coming in March, which I know I'm quite excited about. And we've also got House of Cards, which is coming out just next month in February. And I think being the fact that they did it last time around, being a Netflix exclusive, they've released it. Dump it all. Dump it all in one hit. And I think Foxtel On Demand and the Foxtel Go are going to do the same thing. Mm. Last year, they did that, and they still put it at a regular time slot every Monday, and I watched it as a weekly basis last year when it was out, but if it's in one chunk this year, I've got a feeling that I might actually try and watch a bunch of it in one hit.
0: No, that's the... Kevin Spacey... Kevin Spacey, not the Don Cheadle.
1: No. That's House of Lies. Yes, House of Lies with Don Cheadle. This is House of Cards, where Kevin Spacey is the Vice President of America, and it's basically the corruption and backroom dealings of politics in america and kevin spacey breaks the fourth wall and kind of discusses it with the camera what's going on and what he thinks is going to happen and stuff it's really well put together well acted really enjoyed it okay so yes i'm quite looking forward to that
0: all right now hold on to your seat we're going to speed run this because we've got a lot of movies
1: yes all right well let's do this in chunks we talked about comics before Yep. 2014 is going to be another big year for comic movies. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the ones that I'm quite looking forward to, off the top of my head, would be Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, huh? Captain America Winter Soldier, not Soldier, they're not joining battle <laughs> together. No. That, I saw the trailer for that when I saw Hunger Games and I looked really impressed. Yep. So, also, we've got another Spider Man movie. Which, plenty of villains, because that's what they need, more villains. See, I don't know. I I saw the Spider-Man reboot, Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. and
0: I didn't think it was
1: that bad. I liked it. It Absolutely. didn't have emo Peter Parker like Spider-Man 3 did, so no, no, that no. was a plus for
0: it. No, I, I actually didn't mind it. I, I like Winston. Well, I like, I like Emma oh, Stone. Yeah. And I thought Garfield was good. It's Garfield, isn't it? Yeah. as as Peter Parker I I didn't mind it the only thing is we had a Spider-Man recently so it just felt a bit samey this one looks a bit different like the Rhino was a weird choice and when I saw I saw a a picture of what the Rhino is going to look like it was like oh it's not a dude in a suit that looks like a Rhino it actually looks like a mech suit of some sort that's sort of Rhino based which makes a lot more sense than a Rhino suit but you've got rhino you've got green goblin or hobgoblin or whoever and you've got electro so there's going to be an awful lot going on in this movie because that worked really well for the other ones so i just hope it's a better film like that it's interesting yeah yeah No, no, no. I'm willing to give it a go. I'll be there. Don't worry, I'll be there. It's just that the problem with these movies now is they do not want to give up the rights to Spider-Man, so they're going to keep making movies so they don't give them back to Marvel. So, therefore, whether we want them or not or need them or not, they're going to keep making these things. And I'd rather they made it because it was meant to be.
1: It's a shame, really, because a lot of the other Marvel movies all are within that same universe, whereas Spider-Man's... it's. It's over here doing its own and thing. And X-Men
0: and Fantastic Four are over here. Yeah.
1: yeah. And well, speaking of X-Men, we've got a new X-Men movie coming out this year as well, which is a Future, Past, which of Future I'm, Past.
0: I'm pretty excited about that. The comic itself, the storyline is great. Yeah. If anyone watched season one of Heroes, they ripped it off. Yeah. Wonderfully. It might look a bit... You might know it yeah. <laughs> if you see it. But I'm hoping it's really good and it's, it's expensive. Like, there's a big cast in this thing. And apparently it's like the second highest budgeted movie yep. that they've ever made since avatar so it's it's going to be hopefully really really big
1: it's funny because i watched the trailer and i got goosebumps watching the trailer and then i showed my wife and i was like check this out and she quite likes the x Men movies and we went and saw um first class together and she really enjoyed that and i showed her this this ad and she's like yeah whatever and i was like how could you be like that it's this is gonna be great patrick stewart's back
0: yeah you know, it looked... And Fassbender. Exactly.
1: Because he was great in that he was first class. Yeah. They could have just done a whole... Well, that was the plan, because uh, they did the
0: Wolverine Origins movie. Yeah. And they were going to do a Magneto Origins movie. And it was going to be him Nazi hunting. It would have been awesome. And you got that little bit in the movie, and you go, oh, I would have loved the whole movie of this. But anyway, I mean, we got a great film anyway, in the end. Yes. So it's, it's fine. So well, there's that. Sort of loosely comic based. There's a sequel to 300, which is 300 Rise of the Empire. No, which- 301. No, more of the same, from what I can gather. So it, it's not by Zack Snyder, but it's, it looks very much like the first three hundred. So who knows? But I
1: I was kind of a little bit disappointed with three hundred. Like I, I was so looking forward to it, and I can remember watching the ads for the first one, thinking, "Yeah, this is going to be Where great." Did you see it? I saw it in gold class. Okay, so you saw it at the cinema. Fair enough. But I also saw it in gold class with people sitting behind us that were just ignorant idiots. Doesn't help. That were. Making I saw it, so it with my
0: gym friends on the thursday before good friday we went to imax and we were pumped yeah we came out wanting to start a fight because it was just like yeah testosterone it was just like the biggest spectacle of awesome
1: i did like that but what i didn't like is the fact that the spartans themselves didn't change their fighting style no matter who they were fighting didn't have to. Well, they didn't have it was to. put such it, an efficient fighting style. I know, but it would have they been nice. For they formations. It would have been nice for the movie to have a bit of a difference rather than just doing the
0: same. Well, I would say yeah. it's not historically accurate if they changed it, but no, the movie isn't the best it's, historically it's not accurate, historically accurate but, anyway. Yeah. So who knows? That could be great. Could yes. be just a bit more of the same. But to stick with that sort of sandals and swords sort of mentality, we have two Hercules movies coming out. We've got the Rennie Harlan Legend of Hercules, yep. which you showed me the trailer the other day, and it just looks dull. It did look dull didn't it? Looks super dull. Yeah. And I know I've seen no footage of the other one, but it's got the rock in and I've seen stills of him and he looks absolutely massive. So that's the Brett Ratner directed Hercules, the Thracian Wars. I don't, or it could be just called Hercules by the end of it, but yeah. yeah. So seeing the rock as Hercules, I'm pretty pumped to see that. I think so. And the rock was
1: pretty pumped in that movie. It was freaking huge.
0: So, other things to look forward to this year. Uh, I had a training dragon too. The first one was fantastic. And this, the second one, just watching that trailer
1: again, it looked so crisp, like the leaps and bounds they've come in CG, computer animation, that sort of stuff. It's a cartoon movie, but just watching that flying, you could just think to yourself, yeah, this is real. Mm. And it looked really, really good. And I think they've got majority of the cast from the first one back for
0: it. No, I assume they'll have all the main kids back they're the main ones anyway yeah exactly we've also got godzilla which the teaser trailer is pretty impressive because it, it's a p- pure teaser i mean it's great yeah where you've got a you know, like a seal team parachuting in to a city which is and they're doing the what is flight suits yeah flying through and it's just a city is destroyed and dusty and you're just getting silhouettes and shapes of godzilla who looks massive like it's a big monster and that's it that's that's your teaser and it's like well i'm excited and the director did a movie called monsters a couple of years ago which is quite low budget and interesting it was a bit dull but it was a low budget movie that sort of he did well with what he had so obviously this is going to be a very different movie to that
1: yeah i'm not sure i like i don't mind the old cheesy original godzilla movies mm. i really didn't like the modern reboot with Giant Hank Azaria one. and Matthew yeah. Broderick and those sort of people. I didn't like that at all. No, no
0: I did. Yeah. The problem is, the thing with Godzilla is, especially the Japanese one, he is an analogy, the first one, for the atomic bomb. Yep. And then he's a force of nature. He's not a giant lizard. He's a force of nature. Yeah. Where the Roland Emmerich one, the American reboot, was a giant lizard. Yep. And it just didn't work and then they put, he had babies, so he had little raptors running around. It, they didn't get it. Like what godzilla is about you know he's you're, you can't fight nature yeah well and, the original godzilla is like an
1: anti-american sort of thing so having you americans do a reboot of it is kind of just ironic who knows i'm i'm willing to give this a go
0: yeah i'm, I'm up for if I'm, like i think i said last podcast i'm over cities being destroyed yeah but when is godzilla i'll do a pass
1: i've got a horrible feeling this will be this year's pacific Rim though Will be so hyped for it, and then it'll we'll come out, and it'll be left letdown.
0: No, I think Transformers um, might be there for me. Well, I really true. want this. Got Dinobots. I'm so excited. Like, uh, hopefully, he learnt from the last two. But you think <laughs> for Transformers three, you think, oh, he's going to learn from the second one, I and mean, he didn't really. So, I'm I'm so hoping this is going to be good. We've got Mark Wahlberg in there. You don't have Shia LaBeouf because he's retired from hollywood now and the public life him and bieber Shyland douche off. so dino bots that's all you could just say to transformers 4 the one with Dinobots in it and yep. i'm there i don't need footage i don't need trailers i'm just fucking there so talk to us in a couple of months exactly I, I can't
1: remember if i've actually seen transformers 3
0: it's got the racist robots in it
1: i thought that was transformers 2 that is had it? the racist robots oh, i can't remember is transformers 3 where he like gets a job and stuff and then he turns out that his boss is yes is dodgy yeah i have seen it then <laughs> The thing about Transformers oh, 3,
0: the last sequence at the end, like the fight in Chicago, the 40 God. minutes is amazing. It's just unfortunately got to sit through the first hour in a bit.
1: Ken Jeong's in that. it, isn't he? Yes. That's what I didn't like about it.
0: Oh, John like, Malkovich for no reason. Yes. Yeah, no, there's All a lot right. of terrible bits in there. All right, so All
1: right. let's go back to movies that we're actually are keen to see. I am keen to see it. That we're not keen to I'm see I'm
0: keen to see Transformers. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, because Rise of the Planet of the Apes was a surprise, surprisingly great film.
1: See, I still haven't seen that. We talked about that a couple of years ago as a movie. Uh, it's, it's,
0: it, it was good; it was really good. So more of the same, hopefully. The movie it's out of the moment actually, so it's not really looking forward to it. I could go see it. it is her the, by Spike Jones with Joaquin Phoenix, which sounds yeah basically falls in love with Siri. The Lego Movie, which just looks fuck crazy because I have no idea what it's going to be.
1: Yeah, just that that teaser trailer that they came out with a little while ago with you know Morgan Freeman and. <laughs> the NBA players and the spaceman and stuff like that. It did kind of look kind of cool.
0: So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I went through a list of movies coming out and I discovered a movie today called Nurse 3D, which (laughs) just the title of night was enough to get it. But basically it's about a nurse who looks after people by day but uses her sexual wiles at night to capture and punish philandering husbands. In 3D. In In 3D. So, perfect, perfect. The Monuments Men. Is that the George Clooney one? George Clooney, Matt... Um, Brad Pitt or Matt Damon, one of those. John Goodman. Basically, they're doing a heist in World War Two, or they're planning on stealing some Nazi gold or something to that effect. Wasn't
1: so, it? They're rescuing stolen artwork, or they have to protect I an art they, museum. I think or they're going to like steal like it that? themselves. Oh, okay. But
0: yeah, so it's just it's that very George Clooney. Are they the Hellfish? The Hellfish.
1: You know that episode of The Simpsons where they go back in time and Grandpa Simpson was like stealing art from the Germans and. Stuff like
0: that? No? no I, don't, I don't no, know. No, no. Yeah, That's George nice. Clooney, Kate Blanchett, Matt Damon, Bill Murray, John Goodman. So, yeah. good, Very, cast. Good, very good cast. Very good. So it's going to be, you know, they don't sign on to do... Bill Murray doesn't sign on to do any old shit except Garfield. Yeah, exactly. So... There's that. we got Robocop, which I agree with Dan Harmon when he said, we don't need to remake Robocop. We've already got Robocop. We don't need another Robocop. But I guess you try and show Robocop now to... I think they'd still like it if you showed it to a 15-year-old now. But if I saw the trailer to it, and it actually looks pretty good.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I've tried to avoid seeing trailers and stuff for Robocop because, yeah, I don't want to taint my Hmm. original viewing of the, the classic peter weller
0: yeah no i i adore the first one so i but i'm keen to see what that is there's a movie called coming out called Nonstop, which is liam neeson as a, a air marshal air marshal on a plane so it's just taken taken on a plane yes it's just like yeah so i mean i don't think i'll be seeing this at the pictures are just funny no I,
1: I think that'll be waiting to for that to come out at home but i don't know taken i really love taken two just poo see i like taken two I I just like the stupidity of it. The fact that his wife was being tortured and was like hung up by her legs and bleeding out and he's on the phone to his daughter and his daughter's like his mum okay and he's like she's fine it was like you tell him Liam but anything I mean, Liam Neeson does I will go and watch
0: yeah I'll check it out but yeah it's just like okay is it gonna be much or is it just banking on the taken Liam Neeson now where of it's like it is. he's kick-ass something Dorowski's June which is a documentary now have you seen the June film by David Lynch a
1: very long time ago
0: well basically before that Dune was like the movie they couldn't make because everyone who tried to get it off the ground just couldn't get a script short enough they couldn't make it Jodorowsky he, he tried to make it back in the day and this is the doco about how far they got and what they did okay david bowie was in it mobius and hr geiger were doing designs for it the people who were doing the music it was just it would have been amazing (laughs) maybe it just never happened just didn't happen but yeah the people involved to make this thing so it sort of gives you an insight of what we might have got so that's kind of exciting so if you're a fan of those sort of things that, that's a docker that's coming out. Veronica Mars, which is the movie based on the TV show that got crowdfunded. And that's the reason it came up, is Kickstarter got this movie up and running.
1: And they've still got Kristen Bell playing Veronica Mars, which I'm quite happy about. Too. Well, she's...
0: Well, she'd love to do she it. She is Veronica Mars. Yeah, I mean, she wanted to do it. It's just someone had to do the funding, and the Kickstarter did it. So, well done, fans, to get it off and running.
1: Speaking of Kickstarter movies, you didn't mention Kung
0: Fury? Well, it's not up and running yes. yeah the trailer looked awesome yeah we'll put yeah, it on the, the yeah. show notes there's a kickstarter this guy wants to make a movie called Kung Fury at It just needs to be seen to be believed. It's the ultimate 80s movie, basically. We've also got Muppets Most Wanted. The first Muppet movie was good. Or the the newest Muppet, most recent Muppet movie was good. I'd just go back and say the first Muppets movie was good. The first one was good. (laughs) You didn't like it because you you don't like fun. Um, I loved the
1: first Muppets (laughs) movie with the giant animal at the end and, you know, Kermit the Frog playing piano. Mm. I'm talking the original Muppets movie here. I, I didn't like the reboot as much as I like Amy Adams and Jason Siegel Jason Siegel yeah I I don't know I didn't know whether they needed to put as much human sort of storyline in it they should have concentrated more on the Muppets well the
0: second one looks like there's, it's more Muppet driven than human driven yeah yes it's got the human cameos but I don't think Siegel's in the second one
1: well, he was instrumental in getting the, the remake
0: done, so yes, good he's on him. Done what he had to do. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Moving on, the raid two. Which, if you haven't seen the raid, check it out. It's it's amazing. Do if you it.
1: haven't seen the raid, go and see Dread Three days.
0: See them both. They're both great. <laughs> no, they're, they're seriously both their own movies and both worth watching there's a movie called Transcendence coming out which stars Johnny Depp and is directed first time director but he's the cinematographer from all the Christopher Nolan movies so you know it's going to look alright Johnny Depp won't sign on to any old shit generally
1: now he's done a lot
0: of shit well Lone Ranger I suppose (laughs) but yeah so it could be interesting sort of science fiction sort of thing there's 22 Jump Street speaking of Johnny Depp which is a sequel to 21 Jump Street obviously which was surprisingly fun yeah, I still haven't got around to watching that. Guardians of the Galaxy is probably my big fingers crossed, exciting best of the year, which is a the next episode in the well, Captain America first in the next episode in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and yep. then Guardians of the Galaxy which it's got Batista from, for the wrestling fans. He's playing Drax the Destroyer. You've got Bradley Cooper playing Rocket Raccoon and you've got Vin Diesel voicing a tree called Groot. So uh, what more could you ask for? Nothing. It's He's hoping. It's directed by, it's directed by James Gunn who I first discovered him with Tromeo and Juliet and the specials which I adore. The specials is a great movie. And then he made Slither and the Alan Page and Rain Wilson superhero movie. Super, okay, yeah. So he, he's sort of in my wheelhouse of what he makes, and yeah, this is he's Marvel video Star games Wars, as Basically, well, hasn't he? he wrote Lollipop Chainsaw. He wrote yeah. the script for that. So he's he's a, he's a fanboy who sort of gets it. Yeah, I'm, I'm fingers crossed, big time on that. You got Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It could be anything. Ben, Michael Bay. Mm, um, Expendables 3, which hopefully is better than Expendables 2. From what It's got I've, a real director this time, I think. Yeah,
1: and I think they've actually realised that it's all well and good to get all these, like, ageing action stars back together, but unless they've got a coherent sort of story, it's not going to be anything.
0: I mean, that's the thing. I mean, coming out of Expendables 2, the best thing in it was Van Damme. Yeah, for sure. Like, he got character. Yeah. It wasn't playing on the tropes of their history. Van Damme actually got to act and was awesome. Exactly. He was a great prick. And we got a sequel to Sin City. It's called Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. It's more of the same, I hope. I mean, I love the comics, so I don't mind seeing that. bits
1: of Sin City, the first movie, were really good. I I didn't really like elijah woods
0: bit the yellow bastard yeah yeah
1: yeah i didn't think that was that good but i i like the clive owen parts even though i don't really like clive Owen. so i'm willing to give since the second sin city another look
0: Mm -hmm. and we have the big budget treatment of the 80s classic tv show the equalizer with edward woodward no edward woodward it's got denzel okay
1: Mm. so they've Put a bit of a black spin on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm excited about that or not, but I just, I love the show. I loved Edward Woodward and his <laughs> Mercedes.
1: Yes. And it's just fun to say Edward Woodward. It is. It's a part of the bar. <laughs> no, that's a hot water bottle and a bottle of port. <laughs>
0: there's a science fiction film coming out from Christopher Nolan called Interstellar about interstellar space travel and stuff going on now alright it's Christopher Nolan he's got a lot of money in the bank with his Batman films and things like that and Inception but unfortunately Gravity came out recently and that's sort of the science fiction film to measure against so mm. if he can measure against that he's doing well so interesting to see how that goes you've got the next Hunger Games coming out which they've split the last book into two films yes yeah but I really enjoyed the Hunger Games movie, so I'll watch Jennifer Lawrence do anything. If she was shopping in leggings for two hours, I'd watch that, but, you know.
1: It's interesting. I was listening to a podcast earlier. I can't even remember which one it was now, but they were talking about how she has so much range to be able to play, like, a teenage character in the Hunger Games, but
0: yet she can also play,
1: like, a very adult sort of in character. Silver Linings. Or in Silver Linings, exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite impressed to see...
0: She is amazing, because I was watching the second Hunger Games, and she's quite not-boring character, but she's a, not a dull character, but she doesn't do much. She's just not likable, but everyone loves her. Yeah, and she sort of doesn't do, she doesn't try to be likable, but she's, she's sort of sad and depressed all the time. Yet, Kristen Stewart does the same thing in Twilight, and she's shit. Yes. So the fact that Jennifer Lawrence is playing this character and you like her means she's really good. <laughs> Full credit to her. You're not excited about this, and you're bloody from the, the aisles, man. Paddington. There's a live action with a CG Paddington Bear movie coming out. Colin Firth, Firth is a, Paddington. Yes. How can you not be excited about that?
1: No, I just don't think they need to do it. Do do kids still like Paddington? Or they, is it
0: well they need a movie to get them into it? Or is it more the fact that people that
1: read Paddington when they were a kid are now old enough to be producing movies, so yes, they're just exactly. like yeah, let's do a Paddington bear. Yes. Is Nicole Kidman in that? I think she is, isn't she? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, that's probably just going to be crap.
0: Oh.
1: I... Nicole, keep
0: now it. now there's a bit of the Bible epics seem to be coming out as well wow. we've got Ridley Scott doing Exodus and we've got Aronofsky doing Noah
1: yes and you showed me the Noah movie poster and the Captain America Winter Soldier movie poster yes and I'll add two more
0: to that now at the yes. mo- yeah, well if you see these posters if you google we'll try and put them in the show notes but Noah's got a picture of Russell Crowe from behind standing in sort of a pose looking looking at him from behind over like the the storm and the yep. and the flood and everything the Captain America Winter Soldier is Captain America, pretty much the same pose, from behind, looking out the back of a plane door, I think. But yes, yes. if you look at the Justin Bieber's movie Believe, <laughs> it's exactly the same pose as Captain America. Literally, the arms are in the same position, from behind, taking the picture. And Ender's Game has a poster this on just recently gone, which is that same, looking out into the scope, from behind. So obviously, that is the trope this year of movie posters. All right. Where if you go back two years ago, when Captain America first came out, I remember going to JB Hi-Fi and they were advertising Captain America and Cowboys and Aliens because they were both out at the same time, and they're both pulling duck face. Okay. Like they were both next to each other. Daniel Craig and Chris Evans are both duck facing. It's like, oh, was that the that was the trope back then? Now it's their butts. Now we're looking at their butts. Right. Oh. So we got those two, Hobbit Three and Wolf Creek Two, and two other movies coming out. It's good to see Australian movies get sequels. To be popular enough that makes money that people actually see a like crocodile Dundee too exactly well people went and saw the it Babe too people saw it that went a bit strange I should have had a Razorback too
1: remember that movie
0: I love that movie I've <laughs> I've touched the the head anyone who doesn't know <laughs> Razorback is a giant boar yes yeah giant boar movie set in the Australian outback directed by Russell Mulcahy correct pre Highlander. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine, they worked on that movie. They go. made the giant pig. Six, and if you go six on, degrees of separation, and if you go to the house, which I have, <laughs> the guest room above the guest room is Razorback's head mounted on the wall. Oh, it's a giant awesome. fucking boar's head on the wall, and I've touched it. There you go. That's my brush with fame. Is I've touched <laughs> <You've> <laughs> Razorback's, touched razorback's head. head. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's about it. I think that's 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 a big year. I'm I'm stuffed
1: already and how many of them are, do you think you'll actually see in the cinema
0: seven yes it's that us go the galaxy five times hercules <laughs> <laughs> once Captain america oh. once and 22 jumps <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right we'll come back <laughs> next year and we'll talk about that and yes. see how many you actually did see it's a shame that they've bumped a couple of things that we were quite looking forward to or one in particular they've bumped back Fast and the Furious seven. Well, understandable. Yeah. After Paul Walker's death they've gone back and they're pretty much doing a complete reshoot.
0: And written him out, essentially.
1: Yeah, which is a bit of a shame, but then not much more they could do. It's probably better that they did that than to hack out a movie that didn't make sense with the bits they hadn't filmed. Yep. I was kinda of hoping that the Fast and the Furious movies were gonna be a, a yearly franchise, but not to be. Oh well.
0: If that's what it takes. I mean, they pushed back Superman Batman for another year, so that's not going to be out till 2016. So I guess yes. I've got to
1: live a little bit longer. Yeah. More people can sit around and stew on the fact that Ben Affleck's going to be Batman for a little while longer. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, that was quite an extensive list. It was. So come to the Facebook and let us know what you're looking forward to the most. Yeah, we might. I might try and put some movie posters up on the Facebook
1: page so we can look at Justin Bieber because you know we could always go to your profile to see all the Justin Bieber posters. But yeah, we'll do it on the the Massive yeah. Attack Facebook page, which is facebook. dot com slash the Massive Attack podcast. And yeah, drop us a line. Tell us what you're looking forward to. We've had a pretty massive list there, but there may have been something great coming along that we've missed out on. <laughs> Mitch is just showing me the picture here, and yeah, it's pretty cool. All he needs is a shield in one hand. <laughs> the same that's just sad isn't it and the fact that mitch has got that saved onto his ipad <laughs> he's such a pretty girl yes he is isn't he what a shame he got arrested for throwing eggs at someone's house and having massive amounts I'm of Crying not in to his swear house. don't
0: bite me <laughs> yes
1: i'm not going to say anything about justin Bieber. i know too much about justin Bieber, <laughs> which is wrong anyway drop us a line tell us how much you hate justin Bieber. Find us on Facebook, find us on Stitcher, find us on iTunes. It's in The Massive Attack or The MA Podcast? On iTunes, we are The Massive Attack Podcast. Or you can always just look for us on our website, which is themapodcast.podbean.com. And on that note, that's probably a pretty good place to wrap it up this month. I think so. Yes. If you want to know about documentaries, check out Shitting the Pooh. Exactly. (laughs) Alrighty. Cool. We'll be back next month with more of the usual crap. Until then, sign off catchphrase.
2: Uh I gotta go gotta go before I do something stupid I gotta
0: go, I gotta go, gotta go before I do something lame <laughs> That's me doing sound effects for casting fireballs or something.